jump right in. We're going to Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. And we are going through the study of the Lord's Prayer. It, we've been doing this for three weeks. This month, I think, is, is, is kind of cool. It's, it's November. It's, it's the best month of the whole year because my birthday is at the end of November. Um, it's, it's Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for. And as I was thinking about my life and all the blessings, all the, the small things, the big things, all, there's so much to be thankful for. I mean, just, just in your mind right now, you can probably think of five things, uh, at least just pop in your mind of things that you can be thankful for. Like everyone do this. There's breath. That's your first one. That, all right? You can just kind of take it from there your own way. But there's so much to be thankful for in this life. And as I was thinking about that, and I was, as I was studying and praying for the message and looking at the Lord's Prayer, the section that we're in today, something came to mind. You know what will kill the thanks in our heart? You know what will kill that? Is worry. Worry will kill the thanks that's in our heart. And so if you would, if you want to title this message, whatever, Worry is the Thanks Killer. Worry is the Thanks Killer. The Lord's Prayer. Let's look at it in Matthew chapter 6. Um, we're in verse 11 uh, today specifically, but if you'll back up two verses, here's how the Lord's Prayer begins. And the, and the reason we're looking at this is God says, I want to teach you how to pray. And not necessarily word for word, but I want to teach you the essence of how to pray and what it means. And this is what we've been looking through the last couple of weeks. So let's back up and start in verse 9. It says this, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And today what we're looking at is give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Here's some facts. Here's some realities about the world that we live in right now. Satan is a deceiver. Satan is a tempter. We think about things in our lives like how am I going to eat or how am I going to be able to pay the bills this month or what happens, uh, what's going to happen if this happens or if this person gets elected and this person doesn't get elected or we have so many things that we like to worry about in our life. The problem is this, worry will defeat all the thanks that, that God's already given us. It will start to take our eyes off the things that God has given us that are blessings and beautiful, and we start to get proud, and we start to worry, and we start to just focus on us. Last week, what we did is we talked about your kingdom come, your will be done. And what we mean by that is, God, don't, I don't want to be interested in Aaron Haven's kingdom. Because Aaron Haven's kingdom is bad. Now, it may look good, but it's bad. I want Jesus. I want God's kingdom on this earth. And especially in my life, I want God's will to be done in my life. Can you say the same with your life? Yes. And as we're looking at this Lord, the Lord's Prayer, we're saying, this is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, God, you're beautiful. Hallowed be your name. God, you are set apart from everyone and everything. Your name is hallowed. God, you are, you, I can't even imagine how mighty you are. Your kingdom, God. We want your kingdom in our life, in this place, for this church body. Your kingdom, your will. We want to do what you have for us, not what we want. And then we get to, give us today our daily bread. It's so important to focus on Christ daily. 
And so when we come to this section, give us today our daily bread, I think about this and I'm like, God, how many times have I started out my day in a mad rush? You know, I hit snooze too many times or whatever. I start out my day in a mad rush. I throw on my shoes, my clothes. Hopefully I run out the door. I'm going for it. Like I've got my checklist. It's a busy day. I woke up at 4. I I know I'm running until 11.30 at night. And then I start out and I'm like, all right, here we go. And and in essence, I'm kind of going, God, I think down deep. I know what I'm doing is right. I'm not really sure. But I'm not really spending the time to focus on Jesus Christ. And when it comes to this, our prayers, give us today our daily bread. I can think of multiple stories in the Bible. One, and I'll just go here. Let's just study the person of Jesus Christ, okay? And in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, you don't have to look them up, but you can write them down. And you may know the story. Jesus is starting to be known in this earth. In fact, there's rumors He's even done an incredible miracle. He's turned a bunch of water into wine. Pretty cool. Not only that, like the best wine. And so the rumor of this guy is starting to spread around the world. And, and Satan goes, okay, I have got to stop this now. I've got to put an end to this now. So Jesus is taken out to the desert for 40 days. For 40 nights, He fasts and He prays. And Satan comes to Him in, in these four verses here in, in Matthew chapter 4. And, and He says, you know what, you're a mighty guy. Yeah, I bet you can turn those rocks into bread and eat it. And Jesus says, man, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He sets an example for us how to overcome temptation. He sets an example for us of how Satan wants to come and destroy your life. He wants to be a little deceiver. He wants to be a tempter. He wants to take you to places that we ought not go. And and God says in this Lord's Prayer, this is how we should pray. Give us today our daily bread. The Word of Jesus Christ. God, I want to long for that. uh, Jeremy sang the song, Hungry. Is that you? Do you long for Jesus and who He is in your life? Like my stomach growls, I get angry. My girls call it hangry, I think. I think that's what it is. Well, I'm getting so hangry because I'm hungry. I mean, I, if physically, if I don't eat what happens to me, I'm a bitter, bitter man. And I think about it spiritually. Are we hungry spiritually? Are we crying out to God and saying, God, give us today our daily bread. Because we know we need to hear from you, God. We need to know you, God. And we're crying out to Him. And we're not hitting the ground running 100 miles an hour every day and and not even thinking about God. So we get to this, and, and Jesus, when He's tempted in the desert, speaks an incredible truth. He says, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Satan comes at Jesus' lowest point when he's starving because he hasn't eaten. He's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And he gives him the best offer, bread. I would love bread after 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus hangs it all on the promises of God. And he says, Satan, uh uh-uh. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He knows his Father. He's seeking after his Father. And he teaches us in this Lord's Prayer how to pray. God, give us today our daily bread. 
question for us is this. Are we willing to put everything on the line? Jesus did. He put everything on the line. He hung everything on the promises of Jesus Christ. Or of God and His, His teaching. I think back on my week. Okay, you can personalize your week. I'll personalize my week to you. Quite honestly, when I read, give us today our daily bread, I think spiritually, I think, okay, God, I need this. Like, I need your word to live. Yes. And automatically, because I'm a man, I'm human, I also think of my physical needs. I think of food. I think of paying bills. I I think of all these things. And the reality of Aaron Havens is, you know, our family lives off mainly off of support that we've raised to start this church gathering. And so it's really kind of cool because every week random checks came in. In fact, I, I went to the mailbox today and two random checks came down from, from uh, Texas. And, and, and it's just humbling. I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you for providing my physical needs. But if you're like me, and I imagine you are, you still worried, don't you? You still worry about those bills or how you're going to eat or, or, or whatever. And, and, then, and then the reality also is this, is we're not a huge congregation and we don't really tithe a tremendous amount. So, so that adds a little bit of stress, right? If I'm thinking not the way I should be thinking. And... So I go out and I try to do other things to earn all this money and do little jobs and all this stuff and I get really selfish. And if you're like me, Christmas is coming up. Does that put a little stress on you? Sometimes, well, maybe I'm just not focused on God, right? It puts a little stress on me. I'm like, alright, Christmas is coming. Presents, all this stuff that we could do or do without or whatever. But me just being vulnerable... Can I be vulnerable for you? I'm human, I mess up, and I stress out. And when Christmas comes, I stress out even more. And when I have to rely on, on, on raising support and people send them their very gracious checks, it worries me. I stress out. And should I be? No way. Because have the bills ever lined up with how much money I've been taking in the last two years? No. We always have more bills than we have money. But the reality is, God takes that money and expands it and brings in more money. And every bill is always made and I've always eaten. In fact, I've eaten steak sometimes and I go out to eat. I have nothing to worry about. So why do I worry? Because worry takes the thanks that I should have and kills it. When I worry, it takes the thanks I should have and kills it. When we pray, (coughs) we should pray. Give us today our daily bread. In Matthew, it says it very beautifully. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat and drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Why do I get so proud and think that I actually provide for myself? 
Why do I worry when God says, this is how you should pray. Give me today our daily bread. And I clothe the flowers. I feed the birds. Don't worry about it. I love you, child. I want us to walk through this as well. And I want us to sing on this in Psalms 23. We're going to go through a little extended version of this. And if it's weird, sorry. (laughs) But just close your eyes. And I'm going to read Psalms 23. And I want to personalize this. Because if we can focus on the face of Jesus Christ and how powerful God is, it changes everything. In Psalms 23, it starts out and says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. A shepherd... Picture a shepherd in your mind. And picture yourself a little lamb. Weak and vulnerable. And you look up and there's your shepherd. Strong, mighty, confident. And you look at him and immediate peace comes to you. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. It doesn't say the president is my shepherd. It doesn't say, kings of this world is my shepherd. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Where do we find our confidence? In the person of Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Can you picture this in your life? Can you throw off all anxiety and all worry and all stress and all the to-do list and all your goals and all your whatever it may be, throw it all off and picture yourself simply lying down in a green pasture, confident because your shepherd is there watching over you, saying, don't worry, child, you will lack nothing. Picture that. The breeze. The grass, the beauty of it. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. Can you sit next to the water and listen to the sound? He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. Is there anyone in here today that needs refreshed? Is the world stressing you out? Are you feeling defeated? Are you tired? The shepherd stands there. says, you lack nothing. The quiet waters are flowing by. And it's refreshing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for His name's sake. God cares greatly about you and He cares greatly about His name's sake. Isn't it good to know we're on this earth for a bigger reason than us? It's for His name's sake that we're alive. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Little lamb, have we ever walked down a path in life where it feels like people are attacking us and wolves are there and coming after us and it's a dark valley. We don't know how we're going to live through this. We don't know how we can overcome this. This sickness, this report, this health report looks like we're going to die. There's things that are falling apart in our life. Our marriage may be on the brink. We have addictions. We have chains. There's stuff coming in from all sides. It's a dark valley. God says I will fear no evil for you are with me there's nothing in this world that we can walk through that God can't overcome he said I've overcome that I'm a shepherd you will have no need look at my face chase after me I want to break those chains I want to overcome those addictions. I want to heal. I want to show you love. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. A big table. A table with lots of food. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Worry kills thanksgiving and a thankful heart. When we're focused on our shepherd and His name, we can feel His anointing on our head dripping now dripping faster and pouring over our heads and filling our cup and we can't have anything but thanks in our heart. When we're focused on the face of our King, our Shepherd, it's beautiful. And our cup is overflowing. Even if our life, things aren't going the way we plan. Even if things are hard, he is filling us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and, and love will follow me all the days of my life. It says, surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. It doesn't say, kind of, maybe, goodness and love. It says, surely, for sure, confidently, done deal. This is over. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. All, every single day of my life. 
goodness and love will follow me every day of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can we stand right now and just close our eyes, lift our hands to God? Is there any of us just coasting through life? Simply just coasting. God says, child, I love you. I've given you so much talent, so much ability and skills. I want to bless you over and over. I want your cup to overflow. The Lord teaches us to pray. Give us today our daily bread. God, stir up in us, and I pray right now that you would stir up in us and cover in us daily how much you love us. So God, we can show others how much you love them. I choose today to live in victory with Him. Do you? Do you choose to live in victory with Him today? To be a blessing to someone? To show this world how much He loves them? Life is too short to live negative today. To live defeated today. To let our worries overcome the thankful heart we should have. Worry is the thanks killer. As we come up to wrap up the year 2012, is this going to be a strong finish for you? Is this going to be a year where you go, God's anointing was on my life. And I felt it. Are you holding to the promises in God's Word? Are you an overcomer? God says we are. Just hold out your hands and think of this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. God, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.